Section 20 of the Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 1, by George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. Translated by James Black Bailey. Chapter 5b, Subsection A. Pleasure and Necessity. Translator's Note. The succeeding three sections discuss the procedure of one-sided subjective individualism, the attempt to realize the individual and yet not transcend the particular individuality. The first thought of self-consciousness, when it seeks to realize or objectify itself as a mere individual, is to make the objective element return directly to itself and bring a sense of increase of its own individual being or private pleasure. This is all its interest in the practical realization of its purposes but the realization of purposes is an expression of the life of reason and reason means universality and systematic connection of the content realized hence to seek solely private satisfaction or pleasure by a process which is inherently universal is a contradiction in terms this contradiction the individual discovers in the shape of a sharp and painful contrast between its private feeling of individuation on the one hand and the network of universal connections on the other the contrast between pleasure and necessity both fall within the individual's experience as a rational agent and hence this necessity is his own necessity as much as the pleasure is his own pleasure in the opposition between these factors there is no question as to which must triumph and which must surrender this is the type of experience analyzed in the following section it is an experience that constantly recurs in the life history of most if not all human beings at one stage or another in their development the analysis contained in this section is indirectly a searching criticism of hedonism in all its forms end of translator's note pleasure and necessity self-consciousness which is aware of being the reality has its object within itself but an object which at first is merely its own for sich and is not yet in actual existence existence stands opposed to it as a reality other than its own and the aim of self-consciousness consists in carrying out what it is for itself so as to see itself as another independent being this first purpose is to become conscious in that other self-consciousness of itself as an individual to turn this other into its own self it has the assurance that this other already is essentially itself in so far as it has risen above the substance of ethical life and the quiescent state of thought and attained its conscious independence it has left behind the law of custom and of substantial existence the kinds of knowledge acquired through observation and the sphere of theory these lie behind it as a grey shadow that is just vanishing for this latter is rather a knowledge of something the independent existence fürsichsein and actuality of which are other than those of self-consciousness instead of being the seemingly heaven-born spirit of universality in knowledge and action wherein the feeling and enjoyment of being an individual are stilled the earth-born spirit has made its way to this new level of self-consciousness and holds that being alone as true reality which is the reality of individual consciousness intellect and science are despised those highest gifts possessed by men the devil will now its master be and it must be o'erthrown it plunges into life and carries to its completion the pure individuality in which it appears 
it does not so much make its own happiness as take it directly and enjoy it the grey shades of science laws and principles which alone stand between it and its own reality vanish like a lifeless mist that cannot support the living certainty of its reality it takes to itself life much as ripe fruit is plucked which comes to meet the hand that takes it its action is only in one respect an act of desire it does not proceed to abolish the objective fact in its entirety but merely concerns itself with the form of its otherness or objectivity which is an unreal appearance for it holds this to be inherently and implicitly the same reality as its own self the sphere in which desire and its object subsist independently and indifferent towards each other is that of living existence the enjoyment of desire cancels this existence so far as concerns its being object of desire but here this element which gives to both separate and distinct actuality is rather the category a form of being which has essentially the character of a presentation it is therefore the consciousness of independence it may be natural consciousness or the consciousness developed into a system of laws which preserves individuals each for himself this separation does not in itself hold for self-consciousness which knows the other as its own proper selfhood it attains therefore to the enjoyment of pleasure to the consciousness of its actualization in a consciousness which appears as independent or to the intuition of the unity of both independent self-consciousnesses it succeeds in that purpose but only to learn there what the truth of that purpose is it conceives itself as this individual self-existent being but the actualization of this purpose is just the cancelling of the purpose for it comes consciously to be not object in the sense of a given particular individual but rather as unity of itself and the other self-consciousness consequently as cancelled and transcended individual that is as universal the pleasure enjoyed has indeed the positive significance that the self has become aware of itself as objective self-consciousness but the negative import is there as well that of having cancelled itself and since it took its realization in the former sense only its experience comes consciously before it as contradiction in which the acquired reality of its individual existence finds itself destroyed by the negative element which stands without reality and without content over against the former and yet is the force which consumes it this negative element is nothing else than the notion of what this individuality inherently is this individuality is however as yet the poorest form of self-realizing mind for it is still simply the abstraction of reason or is the merely immediate unity of being for self and being in self sich und ansich seins of explicit and implicit self its essential nature is only that of the abstract category still it has no longer the form of immediate simple being as in the case of observation where it is abstract being or when affirmed as something alien is thinghood in general here in the case before us there has entered into this thinghood self-existence fürsichsein and mediation it comes on the scene here therefore in the form of a circular process whose content is the developed pure relation of simple ultimate elements the actualization attained in the case of this individuality consists therefore in nothing else than its having turned out this cycle of abstractions from the restricted confines of simple self-consciousness and put them into the sphere and condition of self-existence where they appear spread out in detail as distinct objects 
the sort of object then that self-consciousness in its pleasurable enjoyment takes to be its true reality is the detailed expansion of those bare essential elements of pure unity of bare difference and of their relation further than this the object which individuality finds to be its true nature has no content it is what is called necessity for necessity fate or the like is just that about which we are unable to say what it is doing what its definite laws and its positive content actually are because it is the absolute pure notion itself viewed as being relation bare and simple but imperturbable irresistible and immovable whose work is merely the nothingness of individual existence it is this firm unbending connection because the connecting factor consists in pure essentialities or empty abstractions unity difference and relation are categories each of which is nothing as it stands by itself but only in its relation to its opposite and they therefore cannot come apart from one another they are by their own notion related to each other for they are the pure notions themselves and this absolute relation and bare abstract process constitute necessity the merely particular individuality which has in the first instance only the pure notion of reason for its content instead of having escaped from dead theory and plunged into actual life has thus only precipitated itself into consciousness of its own lifelessness and finds its lot to be merely naked and alien necessity lifeless actuality the transition takes place from the form of oneness to that of universality from one absolute abstraction into the other it proceeds from the purpose of pure explicit existence for self which has cast off fellowship and communion with others into the sheer opposite that is into equally abstract implicit immanent existence into mere being in itself this appears consequently in such form that the individual is simply reduced to naught and the utter atomicity of separate individual existence is pulverized on the equally hard but continuous actuality since it is qua consciousness the unity of itself and its opposite this transaction is still a fact for it its purpose and its realization as well as the contradiction of what constituted its essential nature and what inherently that nature is all this it is consciously aware of it learns the double meaning which lies in what it does when it sought to take and possess its life it took life but thereby rather laid hold on death this transition of its living being into lifeless necessity appears to it therefore a perversion which is mediated by no agency at all the mediating factor would have to be that in which both sides would be one where consciousness thus knew the one moment in the other found its purpose and action in fate and its fate in its purpose and action saw its own true nature in this necessity but for consciousness the meaning of this unity here is just pleasure itself or simple particular feeling and the transition from the moment of this its purpose into the moment of its true nature is for it a mere leap into the opposite for these moments are not contained and combined in feeling but only in the bare pure self which is a universal or thought consciousness therefore through the experience in which its truth ought to have come to light has instead become to itself a dark riddle the consequences of its deeds are to it not really its own deeds what happens to it is found to be not the experience of what it inherently is the transition is not a mere alteration in form of the same content and essential nature presented now as content and true reality of consciousness thereafter as object or intuitively perceived essence of itself 
the abstract necessity thus gets the significance of the merely negativing uncomprehended power of universality on which individuality is broken in pieces the appearance of this mode of self-consciousness goes as far as this stage the last moment of the existence of this mode is the thought of the loss it suffers at the hands of necessity or the thought of itself as a being wesen, entirely alien to itself self-consciousness in itself however has survived this loss for this necessity or pure universality is its own proper nature wesen. this reflection of consciousness into self the knowledge that itself is necessity is a new mode or attitude of consciousness End of section 20